Welcome to another Pensacola Sports Podcast. I'm DC Reeves. It is brought to you by Hill Kelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. And we have winners for you last week. So you're welcome on that. Four and one combo platter for you. Four and one for DC Reeves and four and one for Kevin Kriegers. Uh, hello, DC. Yep, it's in the money time. I, I'm above 500 now. I'm eight and seven. Look out, world. And I'm seven and eight. True, true. Um, Don't feel bad though. You're, you're, you're. I'm pretty s- sure I'm one of those wins. I put like 114 units. Good. Uh, 114 Chris Berman special. Well, you said that multiple times last week, and you're four and one. So you're probably chances are you're way. Ahead. I might be like 1,906 to eight. You said to rent a charter, go to Vegas. Play against the Saints. Panthers minus three. They won by five. It was closer than you thought. Thought at the end, but yeah. but and of course winner. it went to eight. It went to eight once uh, later in the, the week. But so the three was the early in the week. Oh yeah, we got that. Posted, so yeah, we got that thankfully. before that happened. But that was legit. Y'all heard it, so yeah. it's true. Um, all right, so we got more picks for you coming a little bit later. Um, some reaction from uh, last week, and uh, I just showed Kevin the uh, Homer the Dragon. Story and from Charlotte, which was awesome. So if you haven't seen that, that uh, was a new one on me. Find the uh, find the Q and A. It's from Charlotte. Just type in Homer the Dragon and you'll find it. But uh, basically, just some bro like got hammered at a uh, at a beer festival and stole a mascot, the AAA baseball team mascot, and then like went out and partied uh, wearing it. Ubered home at like five thirty in the morning with it, and then he ended up getting arrested. Bars must be open really late in Charlotte because it was like, yeah, I woke up at twelve thirty in the morning, and then we were went out till three thirty and took an Uber home at five. Was like, whoa! Man. And then went to Hooters in the mascot outfit. But Hooters was, was open at twelve thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey man. I guess it's lively. Um, all right. So uh, obvious first reaction everybody is probably thinking out there is about how uh, yet again Kevin gets one of the Kevin's teams gets lucky with a uh, big W uh, second time in what three weeks now where they uh, steal one the Gators your stole. thoughts uh, this this time they were quite lucky yeah they really were um, they did a lot of great things too it was awesome a lot of fun um, you know it was it's a young team with with not that much talent um, and they still, but they do things that are fun to watch. I mean, they they're they're pass protecting okay sometimes. Not going to win with uh, freshmen. They're throwing the ball downfield more than they've done in years. You got hope for the quarter for Greer as a freshman quarterback. Some of the receivers look pretty good. Uh, defense plays well at times. They tackled really poorly last week, but uh, yeah, boy, that was fun. And then the luck personified was. Mostly Tennessee staff being just dumb. I mean, I don't understand how you would ever kick a PAT up 12 with 10 minutes to go in a game. Like, how in the world are you going to have enough possessions where 12 or 13 matters, but 12 or 14 could mean anything? That could mean the yeah. world. And they, maybe they wouldn't have got it, but, like, I don't get that at all. Like, any kid playing Madden would do better with that decision. Yeah, 12 and 13 basically makes no difference unless you're worried about a missed extra point. Oh, or, yeah, but you can't like, play that yeah, No, no, no. I know. I'm, I'm just saying yeah. there's it's such a minuscule amount of – no, it's been ridiculous. I've been sort of ripping that all weekend, just how stupid that is. 12 minutes ago, I mean, the chances of somebody kicking – or. First of all, what I, I love is the idea of kicking that second field goal down 10 at some point. I, mean, That's I guess dicey. it would be like yeah. inside a minute, 
if you had to score and then get an onside kick and all that. It's like the chances that a team in 12 minutes is going to kick two field goals and score a touchdown to tie a game is basically slim to none. Why not go for four? Well, no, but they were only down. They were only up 17 to. I mean, the score was 20 to seven at some right. point. So there. So right. So they went from 14 to 17 and 17 to 20. Oh, you're right. They went from 10 to 13. No, no, no. But no, I'm saying. What when Tennessee decided to kick the extra point and go up thirteen? Oh yeah. The chances that with twelve minutes left that Florida was going to be in a situation where they'd be kicking multiple field goals in the final twelve minutes well, of the game, especially still when, down. when especially when Florida was playing a walk-on freshman kicker because of Austin Harden. Mack only took a little shot at him after the game. He's like, I guess, I guess he was hurt. He didn't want to play. I mean, that was how he phrased it. He didn't yeah. want to play. Now, that's maybe that was just a maybe. I just read the quote. No, that's not. But that's what I read. The quote that I read was about Harden saying he didn't want to play, or he felt like I wasn't. He felt he didn't want to. Was the was the wording? So they had a freshman I never heard about there. Harden hadn't hadn't looked great anyway. But I mean, that's part of the reason when Florida put the offense back on the field to go for it on fourth and six rather than kick a 42-yarder. We hadn't been making kicks anyway, and now we were starting a kid that had never attempted a field goal in his life in a college game, and that's part of the reason, which is why you hold your breath on the last extra point, which kind of snuck in there, by the way. Yeah. yeah. it was That was lucky, and their mismanagement of the clock when they only got – they only got four plays off – in a minute and 26 seconds, Tennessee, and had to use two timeouts to avoid runoffs and committed two live ball penalties. I mean, it's, you, couldn't, you couldn't try to get fewer plays off in a minute 26 with two timeouts. If it was your goal to yeah. burn clock, it'd be hard to do that. Anyway, yeah. so we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, well, and there's understandably to a certain degree, you know, there's been a lot of positivity around Butch Jones because he's recruited well. He certainly changed the talent pool there uh, more so than they have before. But uh, this is not his first uh, foray into um, idiotic time management game and coaching management stuff. Yeah. Is gross. Yeah. So, and then he uh, either lied about that after the game or just didn't understand still what the reporters were talking about because when they asked him about like going for two, he was almost incredulous. Like, yeah, we thought about it, but we decided not to. And we got a chart that says that. No, you don't. There's no friggin' chart in the world that says that. And if you do have that chart, that then you shouldn't burn flip, it. You should yeah. flip the page over and look at the chart that says for fourth quarter. Right. Because it's one thing to, for an NFL team to kick an extra point up 12 in the second quarter quarter but for you to do it there it was dumb and there's no defending it it was ridiculous there's there's no that's the best part about it there's 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 no mathematical you don't look at that and be like oh yeah it depends um i thought it was funny travis haney um with ESPN was like, yeah, here are quotes from like five coaches anonymously about like what they do in that situation of course three of them are like oh that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen then two of them are like uh, well, you know, it sort of depends on situations. Like, well, I'm glad you didn't name them because if those were, if either one yep. of those two coaches were for my team, would be like, uh, would, you've got to be kidding. Right. I would know two more people to put on my dumb dumb list. Right. They apparently at Fox Sports one, the uh, you can actually like write bad words in your columns and stuff because that Clay, no, Clay, Travis. Clay Travis yeah. was just hilarious. He was dead on everything he said about uh, Butch Jones is murdering the end of that game. Yeah. Uh, and and yes, the Gators also got. I was nervous to sit. I didn't. I didn't even. I wasn't even speaking while while Callaway was running down the sideline. I, my brother-in-law was going crazy. I just, I just was doubled over on you know put hands on knees, and uh, I thought he was going to step out of bounds. Thank God he didn't. And then the field goal. That field goal would have been good from seventy. Yeah. That thing was from fifty-five, and it hit net 
three quarters of the way up the pole. Yeah. I mean, that thing, that wing would have, it was huge. He could have made that thing from 70, and it missed by six inches. Yeah. Maybe. Well, and they moved the ball during the timeout, if you saw that picture. Oh, they moved yeah. the ball from the right hash just like a little bit more towards How the middle. How do you do that as an official? How do you screw that up? The last play was off the right hash out of bounds. Of course, you never know. He might like it more to the right than the left. You know, I mean, yeah, who knows? True. Yeah, but, like, but it would technically be a little bit further, you know, using your Pythagorean theorem there, but that isn't. I mean, but that wasn't a question because it was good from seven. I think we were all using our Pythagorean theorem. Well, whatever. That. Whatever. Maybe. Um, who knows? It was great. And, boy, for Gator fans to win a game like that and to do some of the things they do uh, where they look – the play calling, just normal football stuff again. God, it's fun. It's been like four or five years since we've just done, like, normal things. And win some or lose some. But we just look like any other team now. And, you know, we'll win or lose based on how we play and how the breaks go. But we won't just run the ball in the stack 68 times and then say meaningless meathead things after the game. Right. So there you go. So Florida looks itself to 4-0, <laughs> uh, 2-0 in the league. And has another uh, big game coming up yeah, uh, this moving. week. Uh, actually, a great slate of games to get to. And obviously we're going to give you our picks of the millennium of the week in a minute. But um, – Oh, UF Ole Miss, of course, is one of those. Um, and then, but Bama, Georgia, uh, Ooh, first time yeah. in 77 games that Alabama's been an underdog. Longest streak ever. Bigger story this week in the press than I would have expected. But yeah, that's yeah, true. Well, I mean, to me, it's about as good a barometer of a dynasty as there is in terms of if you look at the other teams that were anywhere close, Florida State had a streak of about 50 mm. or so. And that, uh, I believe. Perhaps uh, I mean that of course ran across the dynasty and then you know part of the nineties and then mm-hmm. into the early two thousands yeah. uh, with Chris Winkie. You know, of course Nebraska had a big run of, uh, of forty or fifty games in the mid nineties. So um, eventually you're going to draw a road game against like a top five opponent though, right? And that's yeah. you know well, but that's the problem is that them. they've been a top five opponent and had more talent than anybody else for the last six years. So mm-hmm. even I mean. Certainly, they've played road games against top five teams. I don't think that's not ever happened in six years, but they've just been the favorite. And if you don't have a ticket, you are not welcome yeah. in Athens, Georgia. So I've heard. There was, a, there was a funny tweet out there. They were saying how it's like, man, Athens is a great town. Georgia fans do not deserve this. You know, oh. like the, in terms of, of like being a great southern town and a great place to visit. And then like the fair weatherness of Georgia fans. I've perhaps. never been there. I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah, neither have I. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, big game. Um, and it's going to be interesting. We were talking about it. Uh, I think either team winning by two touchdowns wouldn't surprise me. Either uh, team. Three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, how could you possibly really know what to expect? I mean, Georgia hasn't really hasn't played anybody. It's not their fault that their SEC schedule is backloaded in Georgia Tech. They play every year at the end of the season. It's not their fault. But, uh, I mean, they've played Vandy in South Carolina. Uh, and the South Carolina game was even at home, and they struggled for quite a while in the Vandy game, although after last week with Ole Miss, maybe Vandy is a lot better than I've thought. And uh, then they played two garbage teams in Athens as well. So how could you possibly really know how good UGA might be? Because they haven't played anybody where you would ever have a measuring stick. I mean, Nick Chubb in this game, to me, if he had, you know, 17 carries for 22 yards, it wouldn't shock me. If he had 26 carries for 200 yards, it wouldn't shock me. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick Georgia. I picked Georgia on TV, and uh, I mean, not as one of my picks of Millennium, but oh, thank, uh, thank heavens. Yeah, but I like Georgia, and if I were going to pick it, I probably would lay the two and a half because. Um, 
here's the, the X factor to me is Jeremy Pruitt. Um, and for two reasons. One, certainly he's going to be 100% familiar with the defense that uh, they will be facing. Uh, two, I feel like Jeremy Pruitt has some knowledge of Jacob Coker as being the Florida State defensive coordinator as well and perhaps has been sitting in meetings when they've discussed strengths and weaknesses and whatnot. So, um, but you, could, you could argue that the other way. I mean, certainly Alabama's going to know what Jeremy Pruitt wants to run defensively, but I just don't think – I'll put it this way. I don't think Alabama has enough firepower, veteran firepower on offense to be able to say, oh, okay, we know what Jeremy Pruitt's going to do, so we're going to go in on the road Mm -hmm. and try to manipulate that. I I think they've got too many problems. Georgia's got a new quarterback, too, but they've got so many more answers. That's what I I mean. On the other side of the ball, you got a freshman quarterback um, playing Alabama. A freshman quarterback playing the Alabama. Now, granted, they gave up a bunch of yards and points to Ole Miss, but it's like still talent-wise – this could go the other way, and it could go big time the other way. You know, you suspect Alabama would try to load up the box and make a freshman quarterback beat you. What's the total in this game? Oh, it's a transfer quarterback, the guy from Virginia. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. What's the total in this game? Is it in the uh, 50s? I think it's like 52. Oh, my goodness. Under, please. Okay. Well, that's going to scare people off because Alabama gave up 900 yeah. points Ole Miss. It just doesn't feel like it could happen again, though. That yeah. can't possibly happen again. I would. Right. I, I, that, I'm excited to see what happens. I presume this is a 2:30 Gary Vern special. Correct. Okay. And then because UF Ole Miss is at six o'clock, I accidentally said 2:30 on the. Just assuming oh. that on TV for uh, Florida and Ole Miss. But well, that's it's okay. Really we'll we'll, we'll gladly play mop up duty to Georgia and Alabama. You, you realize this is about the confluence of events that has to happen for me to wholeheartedly cheer for Alabama in a game. Yeah, they got to right be here. playing an SEC East team. In a situation where I really would like the East team to take a loss, and on top of it, Alabama's already lost a game. Yeah, this is about this is what it takes for me to close. to genuinely when the kickoff starts to say, God, I want the Crimson Tide to win this game. All right, well, who you like in uh, Florida Ole Miss? Oh, this is one of my picks of the millennium. Oh, okay, the well then you'll hold off. I, it's not one of mine, so um, I like Florida. If you can get, especially if you can get the seven and a half, I like Florida. I, I I actually think Ole Miss will probably win. I mean, if you were if we were picking it straight up, I think I'd pick Ole Miss. I'm not it, with not a lot of certainty. Uh, I just because on one hand people look at Florida and say, well, Ole Miss is the better team, which I agree with, you know. and I think. You know, Florida got lucky. Okay, you, know, you can make that argument. Certainly However, in some ways, for sure. What I can't get over is is Ole Miss good enough to go back to back SEC road games against good teams and win games? And I mean, that, that's silly. That's like saying, okay, well, you know, nine the last nine numbers have been black. That the next one's going to be red. I mean, it's all random. It's not like they're telling themselves, oh, we can't win two SEC road games in a row. Yeah. Um, but still, just the law of averages scares me a little bit on that. Well, since we're we'll do the picks formally later, but I mean, yeah, yeah it's basically Ole Miss threw a clunker in there last week. So you got to think that they're going to be refocused, have all their attention in the right spot. Um, Florida, you got to think maybe a little hangover, too many pets in the back, a little too high. Um, Gators got a number of people dinged in that game, and I haven't read much injury update stuff, but it was like all the important players. I mean, Greer even was holding his arm for a while, but I don't never heard a thing again, so I, I'm sure he's okay. But, I mean, Bullard, Hargraves, Powell, and those are just guys that I know, and I don't know the roster well, but, man, there were bodies coming off the field constantly. But the biggest one is like, yeah, I just don't think – 
I don't think Florida has talent that, to compete quite with Ole Miss. And so seven and a half is a lot. I'm with you. If I can get seven, then I would like Ole Miss. I, I just don't think we quite have the talent to, to yeah. hold in this game. I'd be genuinely fine and happy if we put up a good fight with them. Um, we're probably going to need some interceptions or, or strip sacks or something to well, really compete in this game because Ole Miss will throw, 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 throw. Uh, I don't think that I, – I think. And – how does that go? How do the big plays go when Ole Miss is trying to throw? I, I think Chad Kelly, we were talking about this in the office yesterday, I think Chad Kelly has a five-interception game in him, four-interception game in him yeah. somewhere. Let's hope, it's, I mean, just, let's hope it's Saturday. He's got, right, he's, you can tell he's got a little of that temper, a little of that ego, you know. I feel like, you know, you could start forcing things. And I, if they lose, you can pretty much take it to the bank when and if Ole Miss loses, he will throw three or four picks. I just know – I mean, it's easy to say law of averages, but I just think that might be their downfall in a, in a game eventually. So it will be interesting to see. If Florida can do something on offense, and uh, that will be fun. If, they, if we can do something on offense and not get blown out, then I'll still be able to take some positives away. I mean, as a Gator, honestly, let's be real. We really want to win one of these next three games with Ole Miss at Missouri at LSU and then hope Georgia takes a loss. Because if that's what happens, then we can sort of control the fate down the stretch versus UGA for the East. So that's part of the reason with Alabama game. You know, th- this would be one of the three. At Mizzou looks like the easiest in terms of competition, but those are road games. So, mm-hmm. God, if, if we could somehow steal one of these next three games and maybe get a loss out of them, then the, the stretch run would be fun for us. Um, the last big game, Notre Dame-Clemson, uh, will be interesting. Both teams have had injury issues. Both teams still have something to prove, really. I mean, really, Clemson's more battle-tested. Both undefeated, uh, right? Yeah. Clemson, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Clemson more battle-tested. They had to go on a Thursday night road game to Louisville in a short week, and they didn't look great, but they were able to win that game. Louisville certainly not what everybody expected them to be so far. However, uh, Notre Dame... Not exactly the most tested team in the country. I mean, Georgia Tech looked like one, and then now they yeah, just got well, dumb struck yeah, by dudes. Who's to say now? You know, right. um, and, look, I've covered – I've probably been to four at least FSU Clemson games at Clemson, and uh, it is a raucous environment. It is an SEC – upper-tier SEC caliber environment for uh, – I believe it's a night game. Yes, and, it, is. Um, it is. And that, I mean, a backup quarterback – so it's one thing to say, oh, hey, here's this backup quarterback. Uh, he's played really well for Notre Dame. Yeah. It's another thing to say, hey, big guy, why don't you go run out there against Clemson at Clemson at night? Something that, I mean, has Notre Dame played 19 straight home games to start the year? I haven't. Uh, uh, have they been on the road? They played it, didn't they? They played at UVA. Yeah, remember oh, they at had UVA. To win the game right, 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 yeah. right. So that's part right. of their yeah. five deal, uh, not the ACC, right? Five uh, yeah, deal. yeah. Clemson uh, is going to be slightly louder than Virginia at 11 a.m. or 2:30 uh, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's an interesting game too. I I'm surprised that line's only isn't it only one or one and a half. Yeah, Clemson actually, by one and a half. It was it was Notre Dame by one. Now that's moved. It's Clemson minus one and a half. This to me, I feel like is a Clemson by three or four. Kind yeah, of thing. I would bet Clemson at one and a half if I had to. I hope I'm wrong. I I I don't care for them compared to Notre Dame, but you know, I'm surprised the line's only that puts you in the minority. Yeah. All right, yeah. so I think I like, I think I like uh, you know, I have chosen sides with that because Spurrier being with South Carolina versus you know Clemson. I no. think I've sort of emotionally chosen sides. Yeah. All right, you ready for your picks, picks of, the of the winning of the week? Am I allowed to use Ole Miss minus seven, or do we? Have sure, to go ahead. You want yeah, to start with that? But is seven and a half the line? Well, I officially, last I saw was seven. 
I yeah, I just don't think we got the talent, quite frankly. And special teams worry me too. Kick, kick you know, kicking especially. I, I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't. I think we're probably going to get pulled away from whether it's sooner or later. I'm not sure. A uh, little too many good vibes from last week. Seems like you have mean reversion on their side too because they struggled with Vandy. I bet that tends to mean in my mind you're going to come out firing. Give me Ole Miss. Give me the Rebels laying seven against my Gators. Uh, and I genuinely mean it. I haven't picked against this yet, have I? That's Mr. Cole. Right, exactly. But I haven't done it yet. I really do sort of think that's going to happen this time now. All right, I'll take uh, pick one for me. Uh, pick one. I will take West Virginia. Ooh, I like it. I was thinking of this. Plus six and a half at Oklahoma. Uh, West Virginia, 3-0 and start, looking pretty good. I, uh, not that test. I mean, they crushed Maryland last week, but Maryland's terrible. Um, but more than that, I, I think, number one, I've seen Oklahoma a couple times, and they're not that good. And two is, and I point to that Tulsa game, yeah. is that, when they played against an offense like that, that could move the ball up and down the field, that's not going to be anywhere near the caliber from a play calling standpoint or a ta- talent standpoint that West Virginia is going to be. That makes me tend to believe West Virginia is not going to have very many issues scoring points. So if you're going to give me, I mean, of course I'd love to have seven, mm-hmm. but if you're going to give me six and a half in a game like that, especially, uh, you know, six and a half protects you in overtime in a certain way, depending on how things fall. Um, I think this is 11 a.m. too. Yeah. Oh, is it 11 a.m. special? I think it is. So anyway, give me the uh, Fighting Mountaineers. All right. uh, that feels like, an F- it feels like an FS1 game, doesn't it? Yeah. It like it. FS4. FS4 is right. Um, give me, this is based on nothing other than sort of overcorrection again from last time, and I still can't get the Stanford-Northwestern game out of my mind from the week, week one. Yeah. Give me Arizona, plus 14 at Stanford. I know they just got killed, Yeah. Um, but like, how could they look any worse? They won't. And it's like, I'm sorry, but I just don't. Stanford coming off a high from a couple weeks ago beating USC. I just think there's value in this based on I'm just afraid action that, both ways. I'm just afraid Arizona's terrible. I, I guess maybe it's possible. They were I, I, I guess it's possible. I just figured two touchdowns just feels like too much. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're buying low and selling high on both those two teams at 14. Um, I, I don't have great rationale other than that, but there you go. All right. Um, my pick two is I'm going to take – I don't know why this sticks out to me, but I'm going to take uh, the fight in NC State Wolfpack um, at home against Louisville laying four. Ooh. Um, I don't think Louisville's that good. Um, I think it's that spot that because Louisville came in with some buzz and NC State it really didn't uh, that – uh, you know, people will just tend to gravitate towards Louisville, but I, I think NC State at home, um, what's, and what's NC State done today? Uh, they're undefeated. They haven't really played uh, that many teams, but they've crushed the teams they played. They just went down to South Alabama, crushed them. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but I don't know. I, I believe they moved that game up because now remember, I was joking with you uh, before we started about how. Um, Hurricane. Yeah, well, it's not the hurricane, or it's the side remnants of it. I don't know, or if it's two things sort of coming together. But uh, NC State outscored their opposition one eighty-five to forty-eight. Oh, four zero. Now, obviously, um, right. I mean, here their wins are crushed Troy, crushed Eastern Kentucky, crushed Old Dominion on the road, crushed South Alabama on the road. Um, what are they doing? I don't, I don't know why they're playing road games, games against yeah. Old Dominion and South Alabama. Yeah. So okay. um, it is. Yeah, it's an 11:30 a.m. Central kickoff. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like Louisville. 
uh, maybe not that great. Uh, and plus, I think they might be a little deflated after losing. I mean, three close games. Auburn, who's not any good. They lost, mm-hmm. of course, at home to Houston. Lost at home. Clemson to a team in their division. So now they are way behind the eight ball in the division. Uh, they, and they played Sanford last week, beat them 45-3. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I just I have a feeling because when you look at that, you're like, naturally you think, oh, man, Louisville getting points. But I don't know. I think NC State at home might be able to dump truck them. Let me do a little hit job, uh, out of nowhere side job uh, hit on oh, this. Oh, boy. Uh, where's the NC State? Are we still Division One? No. Where's uh, the NC State FSU game this year? I believe it's at Intel Ass. Oh, no guess. No kidding. It's every freaking year, whoever shows any sign of life, I go look at, oh, where's that? Oh, home. Every freaking time. But they go to wait. So, sort of like at Georgia Tech cross division this year? That one was foreseeable, though. It's, it's, yeah. the one, it's always the one that... Or at, or at Clemson. That I'm looking forward to. But that's the random one that always pops up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Homerific. I know, I know. Right. Okay. Here we go. I thought about taking Kansas... Getting 16 and a half at Iowa Don't State. Don't ever do that. Because who the hell would Iowa State ever lay 16 and a half points to? But then oh, I remember Kansas. Okay, right. In 2015. So, right, right. So you talked me. I was. It was just so damn many points. I wouldn't have cared if Iowa State was playing the Little Sisters of the Poor. But then, uh, okay, I backed away from it uh, because of your advice with Kansas. Give me Michigan State minus 21 and a half. I know. Hosting Purdue. Purdue is disgusting. Right. Michigan State hasn't really blown anyone out in a while. And they haven't been impressive. And, I, and they haven't really been that impressive. And I think they're good, but most of all, I think Purdue, who just lost to Bowling Green, uh, yeah. is at home. bad. And this okay. game is at home. It's in East Lansing. This smells like uh, a game that could just be 21 to nothing in the I, first half. I, 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 guarantee you pay, I guarantee you Pam Ward is calling this game. Uh, um, she has to be. I can tell you what this game collectively smells like, and it ain't good. Okay. Um, whether, but, yeah, 21 and a half. This is either on the Big Ten Network or Pam is calling it. It's I'm ESPN2, sure. 11 a.m. Pam. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Pam probably has this yeah, one. Yeah, Pam's but, loaded up for this one. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, one other factor – Again, not that you'd ever get them to admit, but something to think about is Michigan's now that Oregon just got dump trucked last week, now Michigan State actually does have some motivation to start blowing people out because for a little while it's like, oh, hey, man, you could ride, ride the coattails of, of uh, you know, perhaps Michigan State being able to to have this huge win against Oregon. Well, that win ain't so huge This anymore. is a stupid exercise, but if you were really picking the four teams today just based on how you looked, wouldn't you have to include Utah? I mean, that game alone just is crazy. Yeah. And then they whipped somebody else that was okay, too, and Michigan. I mean, they beat Michigan, yeah. who looks good. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's how could you not include Utah yeah. in your list of the – if you were doing the – I just think they have so – yeah, if you're saying who's the best team right now, they have to be. But they have to be in your top four. If but I was voting in a so poll, I'd have them in my top three or four. Yeah, that's what I mean. Who's looking good right now? But what worries me a little bit about – um, Utah is they've got so many more games left. Oh, I mean, sure, you know, sure, it's sure. like there's Pac 12 yeah. is not that sure. easy, and they, they've got Are so many Are they in the same division left. as UCLA? Would they play each other before the title game, or maybe twice, or do they play each other, UCLA and? And uh, Utah? I don't know. I don't know what division what the divisions uh, are. Yeah. Where Utah falls, if they would be north or south, I'm guessing north. Um, um, here, but I, yeah, I, can I, I would be guessing. Um, all right. Well, okay, sorry, I'm going I'm to give you the my pick three, um, and I'm going to go. Uh, st- all right, here I'm looking for. Yeah, Utah, UCLA are in the same division, and USC. So they all play. So they'll yeah. play all of those. Yeah. Wow, what a great division. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and Arizona, who's 0-1. Right. Um, 
All right, so I'm going to go – my third pick for you is I'm going to go uh, interstate beatdown. I'm going to take TCU lane 15 against Texas. Wow. I, I think they've got – I think they've got plenty of motivation to uh, be able to, to – Come out, come in and dump truck them. They didn't play well on the road against Texas Tech last week, so you got the motivation to try to play well. I don't know. I just like them to deliver that little bit of a beatdown. I don't well, know. The only uh, thing I like them laying the laying the fifteen against Texas. There's recruiting aspects to that. I don't know. That's a lot of points. It and, is. And, but because TC seems to have a lot of people dinged, um, especially on defense. Um, have you seen? Well, the end of the TCU game last week with Te- that was fantastic. Yeah, the game was, was amazing. Watching. If TCU does end up sort of recovering, getting into the playoffs or something like that, it's like that play was up there with the Matt Davidson Nebraska game like 20 years ago with Missouri, where the ball on fourth down gets deflected and the other guy comes diving in to mm-hmm. to catch it. It may be a fourth down or, the, or the, like one second in the game, and that this TCU play was the same way. It wasn't off his foot like the Nebraska game was 20 years ago, but, it was but, a tip for but the guy had to get his feet in bounds, and I thought that he was sailing and he didn't get a toe down. And then when I saw the replay, it was like, holy crap, he did. And talk about stealing. That was fourth down. Yeah. The game was over if TC doesn't, TC doesn't get that yeah. play. I mean, if you were in the stands for Tech, that is just heartbreakingly awful. Yeah. But uh, for TCU, it's cool. It's amazing. Have you seen all the Texas people complaining about officiating yeah. uh, this week because of how their OSU game was? Probably a bunch of phantom calls and weird Well, I stuff. did see that awesome four-yard punt or whatever. Oh, my God. Did. How the funny part of that is the dude on the sideline who you can tell is like a with the team, yeah. and he just like turns around. It's like, man, you can see him like throw his arms down, like yeah. how pissed off he is about the uh, about this negative four yard punt that just went over his head. And the punter, him. the punter had plenty of time and space to like get a little further and kick it, and yeah. instead he just delivered that. Whatever yeah. that was right. I mean, he was. You might as well get sacked at that point. If you're going to take a minus four yard. There wasn't even a bad snap. The snap literally because at his neck level, like a perfect snap for a punter. It just hit him, and he just didn't catch it. He's probably nervous as heck because there's nothing to be gained. What, what happens? You hit a sixty yard punt, and you're like a hero at the right. frat party. No, but right. there's plenty of ways to screw it up, and it probably got in his head. He found one. Yeah, he did. He um, did. It's okay, right. TCU, Texas. So I those gotcha. are my three: West Virginia, NC State, TCU. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. In college, and yours are Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Arizona, and Michigan State. Okay. okay. All right. So that last NFL last week, you had three college winners. Yeah, that's, you what, had, that's what I'm here you for. You had Mississippi State. You had Vandy. Both one or not one, right? Both, yeah. But both easy covers and, and South Carolina, uh, South Carolina yeah. and blew away UCS. Yeah, SEC, you're an SEC, SEC lead pipe lock of the year. You're an SEC savant. I was two and one. I lost Georgia Tech. I didn't think they could do that to Duke, but they did. Um, and then I totally forgot who I got right, but I know there was two of them. Yeah, right. Probably, probably, Syracuse covered. Not. Syracuse, yeah, Syracuse covered the LSU game easily. Right, and I, uh, I Kentucky beat Missouri. Oh, so I got that. Okay. NFL, give me. I'm a sucker. I put that big pit of le- you know, with covered with leaves on there, and get ready for me to fall in the sixty foot hole. Oh boy! But give me the frickin' Oakland Light Raiders. Oh my God! I'm a Derek. Derek, I think I'm just emotionally preparing for Derek Carr to beat the Broncos for twelve years. Um, God, he looks good. They have weapons, but it's more about the Bears. The Bears are now literally having an estate sale. Right. And. I mean, granted, there's part of you that says, holy crap, the Bears, they can't go 0-16, so they got to win a game, and this might be the one, right? <laughs> that, but if that's the only argument that I can think of for the Bears is, you know, and this is only a field goal. I push at a field goal. Um, uh, give me the Raiders. Uh, well, uh, yeah, the principle of the matter there for me, which I might, I mean, look, if I had to pick that side, no way i take the Bears. But 
uh, and it's not fair to say this, but it's like uh, I was joking, saying when's the last time the Raiders were three point road favorites? Right. I mean, it's got 1961. Hey, um, the Rich Gannon years, they were butt kickers 12, know, 12 14 years ago. But no, I'm with you. It has been a long time, and I thought that when I went to look up the lines, and I said, "Holy crap, Oakland's going to have to be a favorite." Yeah. All right, give me. Jacksonville, I'd love to get ten in this, but give me give me the fighting Jaguars. Uh, didn't have much fight in them at New England last week. Never, they lost one hundred no. to seventeen, but um, give me the Jaguars plus nine and a half against Indy. I know it's in Indianapolis. Okay, they Indianapolis won a game uh, that they probably shouldn't have won. Yeah, you know, not probably. They should not have won. They were down thirteen with six minutes to go. Yeah, that was just um, crazy. So I think. First of all, there's sort of that rule of thumb when you're picking NFL games that, like, you start getting into double-digit road favorites, you just blindly take them. I mean, road underdogs, excuse me. Not even road. Double, excuse me. Double-digit double underdogs. underdogs, period. You take, uh, you just take those points and run. Nine and a half, yes, a little scary. Yes, Jacksonville got crushed, but I think a lot of teams go up and get crushed at New England all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think it's unfair to overreact. I've seen a bigger case study with Indianapolis being not good Mediocre than, than Jacksonville. Yeah, they, it looks like maybe their win against Miami is not that impressive. Doesn't matter. You're going to give me 10 points in an NFL game against an Indianapolis team that can't stop the run and cannot block. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm with you. If I had to pick a side there, I would definitely pick the Jags as well. Um, we've seen them fight, you know, in that their first two games last week with the Pats. Boy, it sure looks like as of today, you know, the Patriots might be amazingly good, and then the Packers and Cardinals yeah. both look amazingly good. Um, you know, those three teams look fantastic. Boy, it would be cool to have, like, a Pats-Packers Super Bowl yeah, or something. That would be sure. awesome. And the Broncos are trying to stick in there and nip at their heels, but the Pats look like they might be like the 2007 version. Again, the last one, give me the tea and crumpets for breakfast special. Oh, Across boy. the pond. Dun, 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 uh, dun. Here we go. The New York Jets by one and a half. Duh. Yeah, give me the Jets. Keep going. Duh. I don't know any more of the words. Give me the Jets. Those weren't even the words. Give me the Jets. I'm I maybe a sucker again, but make that Miami team that I saw freaking last week, make that team beat me. And the, sure, the Jets came back to earth in that Eagles game, but they've sure shown more signs of life than the Dolphins. It's less than a field goal, so I'm effectively probably just picking the winner. Although my thing about more missed PATs is sort of on point. Uh, Probably just need the winner, and I think the Jets are the better team. So give me the Jets. All right. Yeah, I like that. And my last one, I, just the number doesn't make sense to me. Um, not that I'm saying it's massively wrong, but give me the Giants plus five and a half at Buffalo. That I, did seem high. Yeah. I mean, if you would have, if you asked me before, what do you think that line is? I would have said three and a half. Yep. And or three. Uh, um, three. Yeah. I mean, three. Yeah. I mean, because that calls them equal teams. I think people are riding high because Buffalo's look good in two games. They yep. beat the so it's like. Uh, but they also looked bad in one, and the Giants are gone ten days rest. They just played. And they they're the best the, team in that division. They played the Thursday before, and they seemed like they played really well in that Redskins game. It wasn't as close as the final score. I mean, especially if that got to six. That just seems crazy. You're going to give me the team that's the odds-on favorite to win the NFC East. You're going to give me six points in a game. I mean, I, that's not against the Patriots or Pat Packers. I, I was mean, surprised when I, I was surprised when I saw that. Uh, I mean, what would the Giants? If they're five and a half point underdogs at Buffalo, what would the Giants be at 
Green Bay or at New England nine nine points. I mean, uh, that's what doesn't make. I mean, that doesn't make sense. If they were playing at Green Bay, they'd be seven point underdogs or six and a half probably. I, so it's one point less to play at Buffalo than it is to play at Green Bay. Admittedly, the Giants are one and two, and yeah. they, but I mean, they should have won that Falcons game in week two, and the Falcons are three and zero. Oh. I think that, you know they're getting Victor Cruz back here at some point, so they might have more than just Beckham when it comes to yeah. you know throwing. I, I agree, I'm with you. There might hey the, the, the Bills could win this game by two three touchdowns. It wouldn't surprise me, but I agree that the value is five and a half seems high. All right, there are your picks of the Millennium of the week. Pros last week we both had the Panthers over early over the Saints, and then. You had your only loss of the week was Miami. Those fighting Dolphins barely missed the cover. <laughs> Very. Oh, Lord. And then the Falcons were trailing early big to the Cowboys, but they came back and won as I prognosticated. Yep. That's it. Sounds good. Prognosticated. Um, on that note, yep. get out of here. Yep. Um, all right. Thank you so much to Hill Kelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, and good luck with these big winners, and uh, we'll see you next week. Send me a thank you card.